it going, everyone? Joe Gabby here. Welcome you to edition number 30 of Joe vs. the World. My guest today is making his second appearance on the show. He was on way back in episode number 7. And he's calling direct from Japan. It's the American Balloon. Balloon, how you doing? How's it going? It's nice to be back. Oh, that's good. And uh, I believe it is uh, the technically the 23rd in Japan. So happy Thanksgiving to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I hardly know what's Thanksgiving, what's Christmas anymore. Really. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, where are you calling from exactly right now? Right now, I am at the uh, DDT uh, dormitory in Adachi, Tokyo. Oh. And where is that? Is that uh, near Tokyo? Or I have no idea about. Well, it, it's in Tokyo. It's uh, it's like North Tokyo, and really, uh, this area is kind of a ghetto where. It's about a mile away from the nearest convenience store and about a 30-minute walk away from the nearest train station, so you got to take a bus if you want to go anywhere. Oh, okay. Now, the last time you were on, you said it was your goal to uh, go to Japan and wrestle, and you have accomplished that with the DDT promotion. How did that come about? Oh, man, I'm living my dream now. It's so great. Um, a, uh, a while ago, there was a uh, final show at the Santa Monica Dojo, mm-hmm. and um, the Japanese press came, took pictures, and luckily enough, they decided to do an article in uh, <clears throat> Tokyo Sports on the front page of the pro wrestling section about me. So uh, from that article, a lot of Japanese internet fans were writing and uh, on a very popular Japanese uh, sports uh, bulletin board called the uh, Two Channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, the uh, president of DDT, who happens to also read that, uh, saw my name and uh, wrote on his blog that he was interested in booking me. So from there, I... Uh, I heard about that. Somebody emailed me that he had written that, and I was excited as could be. I, uh, and then I managed to find him on the Japanese equivalent to MySpace, which is called uh, Mixie. And uh, we did our negotiations there, and uh, here I am. Wow. So is the uh, New Japan Dojo, is that gone, or are you no longer affiliated with it? No, I'm still definitely affiliated with it. Um, it's moved from uh, Santa Monica to North Hollywood, though. Okay. Now, uh, a lot of people may not be familiar with DDT, which stands for Dramatic Dream Team. How would you describe the promotion? It's uh, it's it can be very very wacky, shall we say? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very interesting actually. There are times where it can be extremely serious, extremely uh, epic and emotional Japanese pro wrestling, and then there are times where you know it's a uh, a man with a with his head down the pants of another man getting piled driven. So <laughs> it's a. Uh, I, I, I could definitely say that it's sometimes very wacky and then sometimes very uh, very serious. Did you uh, did you follow? Were you a fan of the promotion before you were booked for it, or were you not that familiar with it? I was only a little bit familiar with it. I mean, I'd seen a couple matches here and there, but I'd never seen a full show, and I wasn't familiar with all the wrestlers. I was really only familiar with the more well-known ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I'm actually here, though, I'm really, really impressed with some of the wrestlers that I didn't know about before. Uh, like, for example, uh, Kakimoto and uh, Ibushi and uh, my opponent today, Antonio Honda. Despite the fact that I might not like him in the ring, he's really good. I, uh, I didn't know very much about him until I came here. So there's really a whole lot of, uh, I, I would say, yet undiscovered talent here, for sure. What's the what's the strangest thing you've seen at a DDT show so far? Oh, I <laughs> that's, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say so much seen as it is experienced. Um, I, I experienced the uh, mind control, or in my case, breast control powers of uh, Poison Sawada Julie. I uh, 
I've experienced uh, a good amount of Dasha Gudino's uh, arsenal. <laughs> and uh, there was actually a, a point in the match where I figured that it would be clever to counter the uh, Shining Hump by blocking it with my uh, Opai face wash, my breast... Uh, basically, the uh, the breast lock, I guess I could say, if it's English. And um, he managed to counter that by moving his hips too fast. So, really, I, I've experienced quite a few wacky things in DDT. So far. Why don't you describe Dino for someone who's not familiar with him, if if that's possible? Don Shokudino is a uh, very homosexual man with a very high sex drive, I guess is the best way to describe him. Uh, I don't really know how he selects his victims, but he seems to find pretty much anybody attractive, uh, with the exception of uh, from my chest down to my belly, the... Uh, the large breast area he, he doesn't like so much. But really, I, I think he's the type of guy who falls in love and manages to somehow attack sexually every man he sees. And that's basically Dasho Kadino in a nutshell. And uh, you kind of described his finishing move a bit before, the um, the uh, uh, special pile driver, shall we say. Yes, the uh, Danshoku driver. Danshoku in uh, Japanese, uh, it literally means uh, male colors, but it uh, the, the, the meaning of it is homosexuality or man-to-man sexuality. So I, I guess you could call it the uh, homosexual driver. And he uh, places the opponent's head into his uh, thong-like costume and uh, lifts the guy up and pile drives up. And it does a lot of physical damage, and then it also does a lot of mental damage. So I guess it's a pretty good finishing move. <laughs> and you also talked about uh, Poison Julie Sawada, who has mind control powers. Yeah, he was uh, bitten by a snake, and ever since then, I have no idea how he does it, but he moves his hand, and uh, somehow he takes over the body of his opponent. I have experienced it. It's a very strange feeling. For some (laughs) reason, it affected my uh, chest more than it affected anything else. I see. Now, I I haven't seen a lot of DDT, but I I have a a DVD where they had an office death match, where they they literally set up an office in the ring, and, and the wrestlers had a match there. This is also the company where... Uh, a ladder, like the, the physical object, won the hardcore title. Right. <laughs> is, have you seen anything stranger than that, or, or is, do you ever just just shake your head at what you've seen? Uh, you know, as opposed to shaking my head at what I've seen, I tend to laugh at what I've seen when things like that happen. Um, you know, the uh, the ladder winning the hardcore championship, nothing. Nothing quite that out there has happened since I've been here, but I, I would be very interested in seeing something like that happen. Um, yeah, the head, the heads of these people are just, they're, they're comic geniuses, I, I guess. I mean, they, they managed to uh, come up with such things as office, office death matches and uh, <laughs> the eligibility of a ladder to become a champion. So, I mean, I, I guess this is the only place where if you're a young ladder, you can grow up and become something, you know? <laughs> Now, how is uh, DDT is a, a much different promotion than than anything else in Japan? How is it? Is it a small cult audience? Do they have, or is it? What kind of audience do they have? I would say that it's maybe fifty percent, maybe more like sixty percent fans of wrestling who are willing to go see various wrestling shows, laugh at the things to laugh at, be impressed at the things to be impressed at, etc. Then the other people are maybe not so much wrestling fans that come to DDT just to be entertained for a night, you know. Okay, well, we'll talk about... Uh, tell me about the flight to J- Japan. Uh, how long is it? I hear it's a very grueling flight. It was especially grueling for me, yes. Um, it, it, I think it was around 12 to 13 hours uh, to fly to Japan from Los Angeles. Uh, 
um, even longer, I guess, if you're coming from East Coast or somewhere else. But uh, personally, like, I, uh, you know, perhaps just being my size, or perhaps it happens to everybody, but you sit in the same place for the same time and your ass is going to start hurting. And uh, that started happening to me about three hours in. So I was, there was a very tiny Japanese woman sitting next to me who I didn't want to bother having to stand up and walk around so often. So, I mean, I was basically sitting still for about 13 hours, and uh, I was very happy to stand up when the flight ended. <laughs> I guess I could put it that way. But, yeah, it, it, it's grueling. Um, I, I wish that I had uh, somehow upgraded to a better seat or flown on a different airlines with nicer seats or something. But... Uh, just regular American Airlines seats uh, for 13 hours does indeed hurt the ass, I can say that. Now, how do you amuse yourself for, for 13 hours on a flight? Well, I tried to sleep as much as I could. Mm -hmm. um, I spent I spent a lot of the time half, halfway in between asleep and awake. And then they had a couple movies come on. Um, that, that one called Click with Adam Sandler and the remote control. I, I sat through that. Um, so, I mean... It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. I I, uh, I had my iPod. I had my laptop. I was all right for most of the time. Just uh, it was. I will say it was boring. But I was, you know, so focused on the fact that soon I would be in Japan for the first time. Uh, soon I would be wrestling for the first time. That it, it, I, I was, uh, you know, I felt like I was paying my dues to reach my goal. You know, <laughs> so it wasn't so bad. I. I uh, I was bored, but at the same time, I kept thinking about what might happen in Japan, what might happen with DDT, you know, whether or not this is going to last, things like that. Now, how have the uh, crowds responded to you in DDT? Oh, it's been incredible. It's really been incredible. Um, when, when I when I first uh, when I had my first match there, I had there was all of Krakow and Hall chanting USA, USA, and I managed to get them to change that into Opai, Opai, which means uh, boobs, boobs. So. <laughs> I, I got a uh, I got a boobs chant going, um, and uh, I, I guess a lot of the crowd really didn't know that much about me. So when I did things like uh, like the moonsault or like uh, the northern light suplexes, they were kind of impressed to find out that I wasn't just you know uh, all uh, all boobs, but in fact I had uh, some actual wrestling um, to show. Now you can you can speak Japanese. I've seen some some clips on YouTube, which which must help you connect with the crowd. Are, are the people surprised by that? Yeah, sometimes they're surprised by that. Sometimes they uh, understand me great. Sometimes I mumble too much; they don't understand a word I say. Uh, but you know, definitely, uh, definitely, I think they can relate to me more. I don't think they look at me so much as a foreign wrestler because I can't speak Japanese. So that's definitely a thing that helps me out. Now, you're the only American with DDT right now, is that correct? Uh, I'm the only American regular on DDT. When we went to do a tour in uh, in West Japan, there's an American who belongs to a different organization who's living in Japan, uh, married to a Japanese woman. And he uh, he's called Salza, and he wrestled with DDT. But yeah, I, I'm the only DDT-employed American. Yeah. Okay, so how are the other... Um... Japanese wrestlers, are you able to, to hang out with them with you speak Japanese? Yeah, uh, they tend to look at me as one of their own. I mean, uh, we, we've been out drinking, we've, uh, you know, we hang out as much as possible. Uh, I've made a lot of really good friends. I live with, uh, in an apartment with five other wrestlers, so luckily I haven't really had any problem relating to the people here. Uh, you know, I, I guess worldwide people are people. In the U.S. and Mexico and Europe, everybody, you know, 
people seem, seem to be generally the same, different languages, different cultures. But I, I, I'm happy to say that, yeah, I can really get along with these people and relate to them pretty well. Now, you share an apartment with five other wrestlers. Is it a, a tiny apartment, or that just sounds crazy? Yeah, it, it's almost as crazy as it sounds, in fact. Uh, right now, about five feet from me, there's somebody lying down reading. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's three rooms, and there's six people, and there's two people to a room, and uh, then we have a shower room and a toilet room, and that's about it. Uh, but, you know, it's... Uh, it's a good experience. I, I get to have a lot of interesting conversations, and uh, you know, so, sometimes somebody might come back from a good day of playing slots and playing pachinko, winning like a thousand bucks, and buy everybody steak or something. So, I, I'm happy to be here. It's a good experience. Now, who who are you living with? I'm, if you can reveal it, I'm just real curious about this. Yeah, yeah, I could I could reveal that. Um, I'm living with uh, Daichi Kakimoto. I'm living with uh, Futoshi Miwa. I'm living with. Uh, Takanashi, living with uh, Inokuma, and then also uh, from Union Pro Wrestling, Ken Oka, I'm living with. Oh, okay. All right. And um, you said you've appeared in Tokyo Sports, I think three times you said at one point. Uh, now, uh, Japan, they, they cover wrestling in the newspapers. Like, it gets much more coverage and much more respect than, say, the U.S. Yeah. Also in the Japanese sports papers, they have pictures of naked women for no reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I, I don't oh, know no. what it has to do with sports. But I mean, obviously, uh, taking your clothes off and modeling is a skill too. So I, I do respect that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I've been lucky. I've been to Tokyo Sports quite a few times. Uh, they usually cover me after every match I have in the Tokyo area. And uh, then I've had an interview with uh, three different pro wrestling magazines. The first one that came out was uh, Gong Magazine, which I think is either number one or number two in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a two-page interview that I haven't seen yet, but I've heard about. Uh, so, yeah, the press has been pretty great to me. I guess it's uh, a unique experience for them having somebody who speaks Japanese that is a foreigner that they can interview. Mm. So uh, I've been really lucky in that regard. Now, what's it like to uh, to go on tour with DDT? Like, how many shows are there and how many days? Like, where are they? Do they mainly run in Tokyo? Well, um, so far, three of the matches that I've had have been in Tokyo, and then... Um, I've had one match in Sapporo, and then I've had uh, one match in Okayama, and then two matches in various cities on uh, Kyushu Island. And going on tour with DDT is a lot of long bus rides. Um, <laughs> mm. But interesting things do tend to happen. Um, for example, there was a time uh, where I was uh, late, late getting on the bus. I woke up late in the hotel. The alarm didn't go off, and uh, so... I got scolded by uh, by a few people, um, but all in all, everybody's friends. Uh, long bus rides, but it, it works out all right, you know. Now, how long are these bus rides? Um, the longest one so far was uh, seventeen hours, which is from oh. uh, Takata back to Tokyo. Wow, I mean that's that's almost as bad as the plane ride to. Uh, Not to... quite as bad because there's rest stops along the way. Well, that's true. Where, you get to get out. Uh, you can buy, like, uh, microwavable food from vending machines, which I find to be the most incredible thing in the world. Uh, buy a drink, hang out for five minutes, and get back on the bus. You know, so it's not quite as bad as the airplane, but it can be kind of boring. And uh, I got car sick uh, a little bit, but I got over it. <laughs> yeah, wow. so 
how do you amuse yourself on the on the bus? Do you do and the other wrestlers just like talk about anything? Do you come up with ideas for for shows or? Actually, everybody except me was sleeping almost the whole time. Oh, wow! I, I could not find a comfortable position to save my life, so uh, I, I, I was actually quite bored on the bus ride. Um, I just spent most of the time uh, listening to my iPod or trying to sleep and sailing things of that nature. Now, uh, what's it like living in in Japan? Is it is it expensive? Or? The area I'm living in really doesn't seem to be that expensive. Um, I spend a whole lot of money playing pachinko. I don't know if you're familiar with that, uh, but mm-hmm. for the audience, uh, it's a gambling game where you uh, shoot balls, they fall down metal pegs, and ideally into a hole which activates like a slot machine. And when you win, you win pretty big. You win about 50 bucks each win, and then uh, once you win once, so the likelihood of keeping winning is really high. So <laughs> I, I think overall I've lost about 800 bucks playing pachinko. <laughs> which is horrible because I don't, I don't have that much money, but I'm just addicted to that thing. So, like, uh, that's that's been the most expensive thing. Normally, buying food and stuff, really, the prices are comparable to the U.S. Uh, like, I'll go to a convenience store and I'll buy, like, a corn dog for a dollar, things like that. I, I, eat, all, I eat as much convenience store American food as I can because it reminds me of home. Hmm. Now, you said you were in the, the dormitory. Do, do all the DDT wrestlers live in one general area? Uh, no, actually, just the six of us. And... Uh, I don't know if, if it's technically so much a dormitory as it is an apartment, but they always refer to it as uh, ryo in Japanese, which means dormitory, so that's what I've been calling it. Uh, but no, it's just the six of us here. Um, originally, I don't remember which two, but two of two of the uh, people rented this place, and then other people moved in and out. And uh, So it's kind of just... Uh, everybody else, I think, is just living on their own someplace uh, with whatever money they have from wrestling or whatever, whatever other job they might have. So, um, yeah, but it's it's... Some of the uh, some of the younger wrestlers are just living here, huh. and uh, it, it's it's not a bad place. Just uh, it's not located in the most convenient area in the world. No. Do a lot of the other DDT wrestlers have other jobs to support themselves? Or um, I would say about half gamble to support some, to support themselves, and then the other half have real uh, part time jobs that they do. Um, then of course the. Uh, a few of them also work at the DDT office and uh, and uh, help sell stuff and things like that. So, I mean, everybody manages to get by. Hmm. All right. Well, I have some of your uh, match results here. We can talk about them. You made your debut, uh, debut in Corken Hall as you teamed with uh, Daichi Kakamoto against Muscle Sakai and the aforementioned uh, Danshoku Dino. Yes. How'd that match go? Well, uh... That was my first and so far only uh, male-to-male encounter that I've had in Japan. <laughs> um, but I, I, uh, I let's see, my, my, my outlook on the Japanese gaze has changed a bit. Uh, you know, when I first saw Dino, I told him to his face, I thought he was kind of a disgusting guy. Uh, but after the match, I earned a lot of respect for him. Um, he could definitely wrestle. And... Uh, we had a uh, an interesting match. The crowd the crowd liked it. Uh, I uh, I got to show off my wrestling skills, and I also got to uh, try a few new moves that mostly involve uh, using my breasts to my advantage. So. Uh, let's see. You were also involved in a battle royal style match, which you won. And one of the men in this match was Mecha Mummy. Tell me about him. Yes, yes, Mecha Mummy. That's right. Um, she is a robotic wrestler. He's a uh, mechanical mummy, I suppose. Sure. 
Uh, he doesn't look so much like a mummy. I, I don't know uh, what the designers were thinking, but that's what he's called, so that's what I'll call him. Um, <clears throat> Mecha Mummy... <laughs> I, I will say that his rocket punch is uh, very destructive, um, but I, I managed to find out, actually, at a, a press conference uh, that his uh, drill can't penetrate my uh, chest. So I managed to counter his uh, Mecha Mummy drill attack by catching it between my breasts and uh, throwing it out outside of the ring. And okay. uh, he was actually eliminated first in that match, which is lucky because he's very powerful. Wow. All right, then we had a three-way tornado tag match. It was, uh, let's see, it was you and the Mac against uh, Mecha Mummy and Mecha Mummy Light and Onru and Ramu-chan, who is, I believe, a 10-year-old girl. Indeed. Uh, I think... Ramuchan was probably the best wrestler in that match. Uh, <laughs> for, for 10 years old, she's incredible. Um, she, she's, she was actually able to uh, break up pinfalls while playing a Nintendo DS. I mean, she, she's, she's some kind of child genius. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about her, but um, yeah, that was my first loss. Um, Ramuchan covered the Mac after a choke slam, which I couldn't believe because the Mac is like 160 kilograms, like what, well over 350 pounds, um, and uh, he got he got beat by a 10-year-old girl. Um, actually, you know, he's uh, he's the king of fast food, and I called him for this match because I needed a strong partner. But unfortunately, you know, he uh, he ended up losing to the to Ramachan, and uh, <laughs> I guess that's just the way that thing went. <laughs> All right, and uh, you suffered your first direct pinfall against. Uh Team 2000 Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Team 2000 Island. I, uh, maybe there's more fights with them in the future. I don't know. Uh, but for, for some reason, they, they seem to think that uh, they're Chono, Tenzon, and Scott Norton, respectively. I, I don't know why <laughs> they think this, but, I mean, they do. So, <laughs> so everybody's kind of trying to figure them out. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, Scott Norton clone, uh, Salzo, the guy I talked about earlier, who... Uh, who's an American, um, he gave me a, a power slam off the top rope for clotheslines, and he managed to pin me. Uh, so <laughs> it, it was it was bad to suffer the defeat, but, I mean, um, I, I guess we'll be talking about the match where I came back a little later. Yeah, that would be the main event in uh, Hakata, where you teamed with Mikami and Owashi and defeated Team 2000 Island when you pinned Norton with the uh, balloon salt. Indeed, he uh, he went for that uh, full clothesline combination again, and I uh, countered the last one into a drop toe hold, which led to Mikami doing a six one nine type of thing and uh, a four fifty splash, which I followed up with a uh, balloon salt, and we managed to beat him. All right. Now, how many of these matches are taped? Like, uh, for, for what's their TV schedule like? Now, that's something that I'm not quite sure about uh, because we don't have any kind of satellite TV here, so I can't get the channel on which DDT airs. But as far as I know, the Kuraku and Hall show and the uh, and then uh, I think the show today are the ones that are broadcasted in full and put on DVDs. And then there might have been segments here and there of the uh, the other shows, like in uh, West Japan and stuff like that, that go on the TV show. But I don't think that they're broadcasted in whole, and I don't think they come out on DVD which is a shame because they were really good events. Yeah. Now, uh, when were you offered a, a full-time job with the, with the company? Uh, that happened... Um, I, I was originally scheduled to return on November 9th, and uh, I managed to negotiate my way into staying in Japan a little bit longer, and uh, 
working through January when my visa expires. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to come back again. I think it's going to be possible because um, ev everything seems to be going well. Uh, I seem to have a good fan reaction. And uh, so I, I guess it's just sort of a we'll see from there, but it definitely got extended until January when I have to go back. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to come back with a longer visa and uh, work more full-time in the future. All right. And uh, you're off for a match tonight. I think it's, this is the God Bless DDT show. So uh, what's scheduled for tonight? Uh, let's see. I know that my match is against uh, Antonio Honda, but using the power of the Internet, I can tell you the full card. Um, the main event is uh, Harashima against uh, Kudo, and uh, there's also going to be a no-DQ match with uh, Sanshiro Takagi against uh, Mikami. And then there's a tag team title match, uh, Francesco Togo and uh, Mori Bernard against uh, Seiya Morohashi and, uh, Masa, uh, no, uh, <coughs> and Masa Takanashi. And then... Uh, uh, there's a few other matches like uh, Disaster Box against uh, <laughs> Hoashi Danshokudino, Masasaka Sakai Inokuma, and uh, Michael Nakasawa, and myself against Antonio Honda, and then uh, <clears throat> Ibushi and Sato against uh, Kakimoto and uh, Matsunaga. All right, sounds good. Any uh, any title shots in the future? Oh, I hope so. That's my next goal. I mean, now that I'm working in now that I'm uh, working in Japan, which was my first goal, my next goal is to become a champion. Uh, right now, as far as I know, I don't have any title matches scheduled, but, you know, anything's possible. Um, and if I can keep winning, right now I have a 5-2 uh, and two record, I think. Mm -hmm. if, if I'm able to keep winning, then I think uh, a title shot may be in my future, but I'm maybe not sure yet. Oh, have, have, uh, has DDT come out with any merchandise for you yet? I have come out with my own American Balloon t-shirt. Um, it, it, it has a picture of my chest on the front and then says in Japanese my nickname, Amebaru, on the back. Mm. And uh, it's selling for uh, 4,000 yen a piece right now. Oh. It, it's a limited edition. Only 10 were made, and I think I've sold about 7 or 8 so far. All right. Well, I know you have a match tonight. I'll let you uh, get going. Well, thank you for being on, as always. Wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, and I encourage everyone to visit JoeVersusTheWorld.com or TheCubsFan.com. We have a full archive of shows, including American Balloon's uh, first appearance, way back in Episode 7. And uh, I thank everyone for listening. And do you have any final words? If you get the chance to, uh, you know, buy DDT DVDs. Um, if you're ever in Japan, come check out a... Uh, DDT show, and if you're ever in California, come support the New Japan Dojo. Um, really, uh, there's a lot of good people doing hard work for both of those companies. And uh, thanks, everybody, for your support. Uh, if you ever want to uh, contact me, I'm on MySpace, so you can do it that way. All right, we'll have links to uh, all your, your MySpace page and whatnot when we post this. So. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, best of luck to you, and I thank everyone for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.